I'm Steve McLeod and this is Bootstrapped. It's a podcast for people running bootstrapped software companies or wanting to run one. I run two bootstrapped software products, Feature Upvote, which lets your customers vote on ideas to improve your product, and Sabre Feedback, which offers a feedback widget you can add to your website. Follow along as I learn from talking to other bootstrappers and experts, and just maybe you'll learn something too. Today, I'm joined by Robert Brandle, founder of the Tool Tester Network. Welcome, Robert. Hi, Steve. Nice to be on the show. For the second time. Yeah. I've invited Robert onto the show today to talk about two things. First, Robert recently acquired an additional product, even though he already has a successful portfolio of products. We'll hear how and why this happened. And then second, Robert will hopefully help me with some SEO tips. Robert has been my go-to person for SEO advice for some time. I need help with improving Sabre Feedback's Google rankings. And instead of talking privately with Robert about this, I thought it'd be great to discuss this on the podcast. As a specific example of Robert's SEO skills, his company is currently ranking first for some extremely competitive keywords, such as best website builder and free website builder. Robert, please tell us first a bit about yourself and the Tester Network. Hi, yeah, I'm Robert, uh, originally from Germany. I live in, in the same city as Steve now, or close to it, Barcelona. And um, yeah, I run website tooltester.com and email tooltester.com, both of which are review websites for web tools. So for website builders like Wix, Weebly, uh, WordPress, and, and so on. And Email Tool Tester is a comparison website for newsletter tools such as MailChimp and ActiveCampaign. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, these tools, they, they might be actually quite interesting for some of our listeners here. Indeed. In fact, Email Tool Tester was helpful for me when I was looking for a, a choice uh, three or four years back for Feature Upvote. Am I, am I still a testimonial on your website? You are, Steve. <laughs> I think you went with MailerLite, I believe. I did, and I've been I've been ninety percent happy with MailerLite. Yeah, um, it's, that's good. It's cheap. They deliver the newsletters. It works. No complaints, really. So, on top of these two products, you recently acquired something new. Tell us why you did that when you already were having success with the existing products. Why did you take on this additional stress and burden? Well, first of all, actually, well, tell us what the acquisition was. So I uh, bought a website called howtogetonline.com. So it's a very similar topic to Website Tool Tester. And uh, why I did that, I mean, why do banks merge? Why did uh, Microsoft buy LinkedIn? I guess it's to, to get market share and to get access to new customers. And in my case, it's important for SEO because this new website gives me additional keywords that uh, we are able to rank for. I mean, the easiest thing probably that I could do, like a, a really quick win would be just to to take the website. It, it's got a, a strong backlink profile. It's got some decent content. Um, if you're familiar with the domain rating metric from Ahrefs, um, it's a, a 71 domain rating. So our, our main website, Website Tool Tester, has a 77 
So it's not too far away. So what we could just do um, to improve our SEO of website tool tester, we could just redirect it entirely to website tool tester and gain, get the benefits of all these additional links. But that would have been a bit too easy. So um, <laughs> we're now revamping the websites and trying some experiments. I mean, that's always nice. SEO is all about experiments to some extent. And well, I mean, what would be really a really nice outcome would be to, to get more real estate in the Google top 10. That means to rank like with two different websites in the top 10 of Google. And that's, yeah, what we're currently trying to achieve by okay. improving the content and so on. Okay, so I have some questions out of that. First, if you could just repeat the name of the, the site you acquired because I didn't quite catch it. Howtogetonline.com. Okay, and that features reviews of website builders similar to what website yeah, tool tester does? Yeah, reviews, okay. reviews of hosting providers, website builders. Um, the content is still a bit outdated, but we are currently working on improving it. And, and how does this site make money? It's affiliate marketing, just okay. like all of our other sites. So when somebody uh, reads a review on your site for Wix or Weebly, and then decides to go through and create a click a link to those sites and sign up, you get a, a regular payment or a once-off payment. That's the, the model there. Usually it's a once-off payment, but yeah, that's okay. how it works. So you mentioned this new site has a strong backlink profile. That's term of the trade for SEO professionals, I think. What do you mean by backlink profile? Uh, that means a lot of other websites that are big or significant link to this website. So the previous owner, I think he had a lot of relationships with other websites and that's why he was able to place guest posts on their blog and by that linking linking back to the okay. website. And we can assume that's valuable for SEO? Yeah, I mean, Google always, yeah, sometimes they say that guest posts don't have any relevance anymore and uh, things like that, but... Um, my experience is that guest posts still have value and uh, yeah, it, it's not all guest posts that are linking to this website. It's also other types of links. So the theory here, if I understand correctly, is if you have lots of good websites linking to your site, Google sees that as a sign in theory that probably your site's pretty good and well, it may, may give it high ranking, except Google says explicitly that's not the case, but evidence to the contrary that people see is actually it does seem to be the case. Yeah, backlinks are still very important and I don't uh, think Google says otherwise. Okay. Um, but of course, you need very good content in the first place. And then when when the co content in the top 10 of Google is, is of similar quality, then I think that's where the backlinks kick in and okay. make the distinction. So the second thing you mentioned is that there's a site you acquired, howtogetonline.com. Did I get that right? Exactly. Yeah, that it has a good domain ranking in hrefs. So I think this is also another term of the trade for SEO. So hrefs is uh, an SEO tool, right? Exactly, uh, yeah. And their domain and they, ranking is a value out of 100? Exactly, yeah. Like Google.com, Facebook.com, that would be a domain rating 100. 
And um, yeah, uh, if you have less links uh, than Google, then you have a lower value. It's a bit comparable to the old PageRank. Maybe some people still remember PageRank that was a Google metric from one to, to 10. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's actually very similar. Okay. It's not an official Google metric, but yeah. It's and if I was to create a brand new website today with a new domain and put it out there, with uh, it would initially probably start with zero or one, and yeah, I'd, it would start with zero until okay. you have acquired some backlinks. Then it would slowly climb, but it's a long process. Okay, that's uh, that's what SEO is about, right? The long process. Well, if I understand oh, it yeah. correctly, so I want to know a little bit more about the acquisition itself. Are we allowed to hear numbers, rough ballpark of what you paid and what it was doing in revenue, or is that confidential information? Yeah, I mean, the the acquisition price was in the five figures, not very low, so rather, yeah, going a bit up in the five-figure range. In terms of revenue, well, it's not that significant, I think. Right now, it's maybe at around one to $2,000 per month. Um, but the, the revenue wasn't really the, the reason why I bought it. It was more the, the strong backlink profile, as explained before. And how did you find this? It, was it on a, a broker site or you just knew about it through other means? Yeah, I did search for it. So with my usual search terms, like best website builder and so on, I checked for websites that, are, that seemed like nobody is running them actively right now, but they still have a decent portfolio of, of links. And it's actually, it's very difficult. I mean, the, the entire transaction, I think it only took like two to three weeks that went all really smoothly, really well. The seller was very motivated. So it sounds very nice, but the whole story is that I was actually looking for a website to acquire for three years. And I had many, like I contacted many owners that that weren't uh, willing to sell really. And they, they would just ask for prices and then say no. And and then you have these websites that are like maybe in the domain rating uh, range of 30 to 50. And the owners just wanted absurd amount of amounts of money uh, without having any, any decent revenue. So it is, it, it was definitely not easy to find it, but then, yeah, once I found the right website, uh, it was all, everything fell into place, fortunately. So you did this privately one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, you didn't use any lawyer or get external help with due diligence? No, we used escrow.com for the transaction. That worked, uh, yeah, reasonably well. The payment was a bit of an issue. That's why it took three weeks. I think without this payment issue, it would have been done in 10 days even. So that was a bit uh, of a difficulty, but other than that, no lawyers, nothing. I think I, I talked to the owner and he seemed trustworthy and we, we trusted each other. So I think we didn't need that. Okay. Uh, this sounds a, a bit brave of you, but hey, life's about adventures. But then with escrow, you are pretty, I mean, it should be in theory pretty safe because they keep the, the cash for you and only hand it over once everything is, is all right. So, Okay. Hey, what have you done with this site so far? You said you decided not to uh, point everything to your other sites. So have you started refreshing the content and have you seen results from that yet? Yeah. So what I've done is immediately after getting it, I removed 
links, like internal links. There was a lot of clutter, like the navigation was bloated and it's a bit of a waste of link juice. That's another SEO term. <laughs> um, link juice, maybe you, you can uh, imagine it like a waterfall that gets channeled into different channels, which would be uh, the internal links. And of course, um, yeah, you want it, to, you want your important pages to receive as much link juice as possible. That's uh, the reason why you shouldn't link to all kinds of pages that, uh, that aren't really important. Huh. Just to give you an example, um, the, the previous owner, he had, he advertised a consulting service that he actually, I think for over two years, he hadn't really offered that. But from every single page on his website, there was a link to this consulting page. So for Google, the, this seemed like a big deal, like the consulting page, that's important. But yeah, what I did, I, I had no interest in offering any consulting. So I just removed, uh, I redirected the consulting page to the homepage, I believe, or to the contact form and just removed all these links so that the link juice wouldn't get lost. Did you see improvement in the site's performance from doing that? Yeah, I mean, I cleaned up some other links and we changed the hosting. That was one thing that we had to do immediately, of course, because we couldn't uh, keep it on the old hosting. And I think the, the hosting he was using wasn't that great. So immediately the page speed and everything improved after moving it. We went to DreamHost, which, which is pretty good. And yeah, immediately the rankings, they overall across the board, they improved at a significant, like maybe 10 to 20%, we saw uh, wow. in an improvement, which is nice, like as an immediate result. Oh, that's awesome. Good, good to hear it. I think by now we've established your credibility as an SEO expert and that it's the way you drive your business. So let's move on, if we can, to me. Uh, enough about you now, let's talk about me. As you know, I recently acquired Sabre Feedback. It was about six months ago. And the site itself is not doing very well with Google traffic. Um, when I acquired it, it was getting about 150 visits from Google per month, from Google searches per month, whereas that's what I'd expect more like per day or two. We've done a bit of work and we've managed to get up to about 300 visits per month, but I want a lot more. So you know a little bit about Sabre Feedback. What are some of the things you think I could do to start improving the rankings in Google? Yeah, I mean, I had a look at the website and also analyzed it with Ahrefs. And well, there are some good news, but also some bad news. Oh. So let me give you the good news first. I mean, the domain rating is relatively, it's decent. It's a 64. So that's something you can work with and improve. And yeah, let's straight dive into the bad news then. Um, <laughs> there are indeed no no significant rankings that's a bit of a problem. And, what what um, does that mean? What does it mean to have no significant rankings? I mean, the website is not ranking for any keywords that would have a lot of search volume. In Ahrefs, you can check how many people are searching uh, for a certain keyword per month. And uh, the keywords you're ranking for, they are just not significant. That's also why you are not seeing any uh, traffic coming to your website. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I forgot uh, some good news. Um, oh. I, ch I checked the <laughs> technical side of things. <laughs> the page speed is actually very, very good. So, okay. Um, oh, yeah, good, good. Page is loading slowly, uh, uh, very fast. Uh, it's, it's fast. And also the responsive 
version on uh, mobile phones looks very good. Uh, I think design-wise and, and overall, it's very good. It's usable. That's that's a very important thing actually, um, because many people they only they work on their desktop computer and never never ever look at their mobile version. Whereas Google, um, with mobile first indexing, they are only looking at your mobile website. And that's what they take into account for all your rankings. So Wait, are you saying that very... Google, you're saying that Google these days is only looking at the mobile uh, version of the website or how it appears on mobile? Um, they... I think in most in most cases they they do. Um, you can check that in Google Search Console. There, they somewhere they should tell you what uh, if you are uh, mobile first uh, indexing or. Yeah, what what version they take into account? That's actually very important, and I think these days, in most cases, it, it will be the mobile version that Google is looking at. Okay, so I'm going to tell my my web guy Stefano this good news because he's worked very hard to make the site as fast as possible. He's been in charge of the redesign, and I'll tell him that those two things are the the good news for our SEO story. Any other good news, please? I think the content, like you gave me. This example um, of the feedback buttons page, and I mm -hmm. think the content um, looks decent to me. Of course, it can always be improved, but um, it okay. does look decent to me. And um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. For this, there's for a feedback the... button on every page, which is also great. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, people use them. It's really cool. Um, if we if there's a typo or something uh, on a page, we find out because people use that feedback button. It was actually one of the uh, pieces of information we got from doing customer interviews, asking them why you use Saber feedback, and they're saying, "Oh, it, for my online course, uh, it enables people to tell me if there's a typo or an outdated link or." In one case, it um, has information about latest laws and people can actually say, actually, this page has outdated information. The law has changed. And when I heard this, I thought, oh, I've got to start using it myself. <laughs> so I took the feedback button that Sabre Feedback provides and put it on my other product on our docs. And immediately people started pointing out, using that button to point out mistakes in our docs. So it actually works. Yeah, I mean, it makes so much sense. Uh, sometimes I think like, oh, there's a mistake or something. Somebody should tell them, but then uh, how do you do that? I'm not going to go to the contact form, write them, and then never I don't no. know, never hear from them again, and they won't change it either. So, yeah. And they're maybe not even interested. If people haven't made it very clear, they want you to tell them about typos and spelling mistakes, grammar, broken links, then they probably don't care. So that this yeah. page, the feedback button page, it's interesting that we've brought this up already because we've we just launched that like two or three weeks ago. And it was uh, the main work we've done in the last couple of months was to put that page together as an attempt to actually start ranking for something that actually seems like it's for our product. It's reasonably low volume according to the tools we used. I think we used Google Search Console to work that out. A relatively low volume. Checked it in Ahrefs and I think it's giving me uh, 100 searches per month. Oh, really? Is that low? It is low, but um, I think since it's so relevant for your website, I um, I think you could get a couple of customers each month each month from that. So, yeah, it, for me personally, it would be too low to go after it. But yeah. I think in your industry, there's not too much to target. So I would definitely go for it if okay. I were you. 
as a B2B SaaS, we have like lifetime value in the per, for a customer in the thousands of dollars. So if you get that one customer per month, you're, you're adding thousands of dollars to your revenue. It's really worth every single customer you get, it's in my opinion. So it's good to know that you think we could get a couple of sales per month. The second question I wanted to ask you about it is our approach. We've gone and looked at the... Well, we've found that I've, compared to other search terms that we could target, this is the one in which the existing content's quite weak. When we looked at what the top results were on the first page of Google, there was nothing that was really standout. And we figured, well, we could do the standout article that basically tries to answer all the different aspects that the different top 10 results were doing. And we just become the dominant um, resource. Good idea, bad idea? Uh, it's a very good idea. I, I fully support that. <clears throat> and I, I also had a look at the top ranking uh, results. And I think especially the number one, which is in the featured snippets, is very short. And yeah, it, it does answer the most basic question, what a feedback button is, but not that much more. Okay. Featured snippet here. I'll let you explain it for our audience who might not know what that means. Uh, that's the box uh, Google puts. Um, I think it's underneath the ads um, and it's a, it's a yeah more or less highlighted box often with an image um, and that is called the featured snippet. It's, it's uh, on top of the uh, regular results in Google. Okay. And it's good to be that in the featured snippet? Yeah, it's very good. I mean, <laughs> for some terms, um, the featured snippet is a bit um, of a problem because the featured snippet answered it, answers it right away. Like, what's the weather in Barcelona? Then you have your featured snippet and you don't actually need to click um, the link. But um, yeah, if you want to find a company that does feedback buttons, you at some point you have to click somewhere and leave Google. <laughs> so it would be very good for you to be in the featured snippet. So what can we do to improve our ranking in Google for this page that targets the keyword feedback button? So, um, yeah, you, you mentioned that the page is relatively new. So um, maybe all you have to do is just wait. Um, oh, no, I need, a better I need a better solution. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Yeah, I want yeah. I have results I mean, now, today, yesterday. Well, that's uh, with SEO, that's very difficult. But it's also the good news also, um, again, according to Ahrefs, is that the uh, competitiveness, um, can't remember the exact uh, name they give it, uh, is, is very low. It's like, a, that's also a score from uh, 1 to 100. And I think it was, let me look it up, 1 or 2? 1. It oh. says easy. So okay. it shouldn't actually be too hard to rank for this uh, keyword. Okay. And yeah, uh, let me walk you a bit through the process that that I would apply if okay. I want to improve a ranking on my site. Should I look so, at the page um, while you're talking? Ah, uh, sure. Feedback. Sure. Um, you know what? I'm going to search for it in Google. Here it is. It's made its way onto the front page of Google results already, which I'm quite happy about. That's good. Okay. Okay. But um, keep in mind when uh, searching your your chosen keyword that you. Ideally, do that in a private window where you are not locked into Google because then the, the results might be different. And uh, ideally, also with a VPN of your chosen geography. So because we are in Spain, if we want to rank in the US, it's better to use a US VPN to actually check how we are ranking. Otherwise, you will never have quite the same rankings. Okay. 
Okay, that's good advice. So especially as I think uh, the US is a big target market for us, uh, quite obviously a site's in English and that's where the, the money, yeah. the wealth and the, it's in the English speaking world. Okay. Exactly. So, so okay. looking at the site now, what are the, some of the things you would suggest we do? So um, what I noticed is that the page title, the thing that is written in the, in the browser tab, uh, is exactly the same as your headline. That usually I would, I would use something different. I think for the page title, this is probably pretty good. But for your headline, you, you could have it a bit longer or maybe add a question or something like that. That's something you can play with and uh, just experiment with. Um, okay. But generally, I would not have the same in the page title and in the main headline of the article. Is that general advice for this type of content? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. So uh, just to to read the headline that uh, our listeners know what we're talking about. So it says feedback buttons bracket your definitive guide in 2020. Bracket closed. Yeah. Okay. Is that so? That's that would be a good title for the browser tab so the html title tag but we could do better for the actual heading on the page i think yeah you I, you could come up with something a bit more a bit longer maybe and and more creative okay so everything you wanted to know about feedback buttons but were afraid to ask that type of thing yeah maybe that yeah and okay yeah you you could also your your SEO title, your page title. You can also experiment with that. I mean, if you after you've tried everything and nothing seems to bring you up, then that's one thing I would try. Okay, good, thank you. Then um, one thing you could also try is add a publishing date because it seems like um, when Google or, the, or even the visitors see a a recent publishing date, then that makes them more likely to think that this is a good resource. Um, in this case, I'm not sure if it's going to uh, turn the needle much because it's uh, it's pretty pretty evergreen content. So maybe that's, for some of our listeners, that might be a good option. For this page, maybe not so much. Okay. Um, then just, uh, yeah, I'm just reading from my checklist. You can do spell check with a tool like Grammarly, for example, just to make sure there's no grammar mistakes or typos. Then uh, you should check page speed, which is it's perfect on, on this page. Okay, how do, you, how do you check that? The page speeds, uh, you can check with Google's page speed checker. I'm not sure how they call it exactly, but you will find it. Or with GT metrics, for example, they also have a page speed checker and they will also list a a couple of suggestions what you can do better i would say in general it's always good to have a decent hosting fast hosting and use a cdn so your images will load much uh, much faster okay then um, I, I thought on this page it would actually be nice to have a banner like uh, a key image on on this page because you do have some nice artwork but nothing is really a banner the, these images that are on this page, they are more like screenshot type of images. So it would be, I think it would be nice to have a banner. What, what do you mean by that? Uh, How is that ba banner different from the artwork that we have? Banner usually contains a, a headline again, something short and just something that um, that 
spikes the interest in in the reader that uh, also an image when you share this post on social media then the banner image would usually show up uh, okay you know Okay. Um, after we've finished with this interview, I might actually ask you to send me an example of a, a site that does that well so I can really look into sure. that. I mean, we ourselves, we're, for every single blog post, we create a custom-made banner by an illustrator. So I think that's, uh, that gives it's, – it's probably more a branding aspect. And I'm also not sure if that's going to improve your SEO much, but it's just something – that is from a branding perspective, I think it's nice to have. Then uh, the next point, um, I always like it when there's an author visible, oh, okay. like in blog posts, uh, ideally with a with a photo, then you you have more of a personal connection to the, the article you're reading. So I personally like that quite a lot. And, um, and that would yeah, be just, just under the, the heading or at the end of the article? Um, both ways it works, but I think it's even better if you have it at the top that people see right away who is the face behind this article. Then um, I'm a big fan of video video content or, or GIFs, animated GIFs at least. I mean, GIFs, they are they're pretty easy to make um, okay. and you have a bit of animation. By saying GIF, you've just put half of our listeners off, off the side. Uh, turned off half our listeners. I'm going to call it GIF to turn off the other half of our listeners. GIF, GIF, same thing. <laughs> yeah, actually, okay. yeah, I, I prefer GIF. So okay. let's, let's and, stick with GIF. Okay. <laughs> so we'll keep half our listeners. And uh, and that should go very high up on the page or should it be somewhere lower down? Um, and, and it doesn't matter too much, but maybe maybe more at the top, like if you ask like this. And the that's only to, thing to illust- be, what would that give illustrate? It would um, show in this example. It would show the uh, the feedback button in action. So you click it, and then it opens. So just mm-hmm. to have that that animation and, and visualize it a bit better, how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing you have to be careful with is that uh, gifs are usually very very heavy, and that uh, of course is not great for your page speed. So yeah, you have to be careful. Okay, but then like a little screencast video would also be nice because a lot of people out there they they are tired of reading, so they they just prefer to uh, watch a video. So in order to reach these people, it would be very good to show them a video. Okay, would that just be hosted on YouTube and then embedded in our page? Yeah, I I would do it uh, this way. And um, the good thing is that you also you can get traffic from YouTube to your website then when you oh, have a, nice. a video that is uh, popular on YouTube. You just put the link in the description of your video and then people can find you through YouTube. So that's screencast. Uh, would I just go through the whole article reading what's on the page? No, that should be more. I think in this case, I would log into your, your tool, Saber Feedback, and just explain a little what it does and uh, maybe why a feedback button is good. But I think I'd mainly give an impression of Sable feedback, how it works and what you can do. Okay. And screencasts are not that difficult to make. Like you can use a tool like Camtasia. I think that's probably the biggest screencasting software. 
And yeah, that's not too difficult to make. Of course, if you want a nice custom-made intro and all that, then it gets more complicated. But you can probably find someone on Upwork or even Fiverr maybe to, to have that done for you. Got it. So a screencast. Mm-hmm. What's next on your list of things that are going to make my page the best one on Google? I mentioned the topic of internal linking before. And mm-hmm. uh, whereas there, there are some internal links to this page, I think because it is a key page on your website, as I understand it, I would put it in the, in the navigation. In your the navigation, top navigation? Is, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you that's interesting. The, you have to find the right place, but your navigation is very slim anyway, so I think it could use a few more points in there. And that will send a strong signal to Google that this page is one to watch, and that's an important one. So internal links are really important. Okay, and not all links are equal by the sounds of it. So if it's in the top navigation, it sounds like it, it sound, it's a more important link, and therefore yeah. Google... <clears throat> We'll pay more attention. I think that, yeah, you can also put it in the footer, but probably the top navigation is uh, where Google sees more weight, assigns more weight and sees more relevance. Okay. Well, that's an easy one to do. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think actually the one thing that that would really turn the needle and maybe even pretty quickly is if you if you got an external backlink to this page. Because uh, right now there is, I think there is, maybe one or two links, but nothing really uh, strong. So if you wrote a guest's post somewhere and, and linked back to this page, I think that would really help it um, to improve the rankings relatively quickly. Because I think the, the reason why we talked about the number one uh, ranked page right now in Google, and I think they have a couple of good backlinks, um, I think that's probably the reason why they are so far at the top, so high up in the Google results. Um, so I think that would be my my key advice here for this page to acquire a backlink. And even just one guest post would already be enough to make a significant impression? I think so, yeah. If the site is of, of a significant domain rating, like um, let's say 65 plus, then that should send a good signal. Okay. That, uh, this page well, is important. I'll have to think about how I can convince somebody to let me make a guest blog post or guest article on their <laughs> site. So I just write yeah, to I mean, the are... I just write to the editor of the New York Times and pitch them. That's how it works, right? <laughs> or should I start maybe uh, a bit lower? Maybe a little bit lower um, <laughs> with the New Yorker or something like that. No, um, I mean, yeah, I, maybe in your in your environment, um, there must be some websites that accept guest posts and also strong ones. Um, maybe you, you even know some of the owners of, of those websites and then it will be very easy because if they know you, they, they know that you won't uh, give them a trashy guest post and um, probably that's how I would go about it. And if you want to scale it a bit more, there are agencies um, of different qualities, I have to uh, add, but um, there are agencies that do nothing but guest posting. So uh, this will be, yeah, it will save a lot of time because um, doing the outreach for guest posts, writing the actual guest post, that's uh, a major time commitment that, um, mm. yeah, you have to be aware of that. 
You know, I get queries every day from people asking if they can write a guest blog post on any of my properties on Sabre Feedback, on Feature Upvote, and even on the podcast, which I don't understand. Our podcast does not have a blog, so I don't know how they think they're going to put a guest blog post on it. But but these questions keep coming all the time. So I'm, I'm a little bit like, I know, scared I know. of being the one writing those emails, which often are pretty close to spam to me as a recipient. So I like the idea I of know, actually talking I to know. people I know and not going to yeah. strangers. Yeah, I think, of course, I also receive uh, these emails and uh, after acquiring the websites, uh, this probably has doubled almost in volume. So I, I know what you mean. And um, But it's it's mostly automated stuff and then they send the... the uh, of course, four reminders. Um, <laughs> really gets annoying, yeah. I know. Increasingly pleading and sometimes being a bit passive aggressive. I don't know why you haven't answered my three emails already, but maybe this time <laughs> you'll listen to this great opportunity. Like, yeah, whatever, spam. <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing you can do. Just flag it as spam that they uh, their deliverability goes down and hopefully next time it goes directly in the spam folder. But yeah, it's it's a bit of a pity because now um, also like serious outreach uh, where you customize it, uh, it tends to work a lot worse because of all this this noise in the background now. Right. We had uh, Laura Roda from Meet Edgar and Paperbell on, on this podcast uh, a few weeks back. And she or her team's done something really interesting with Paperbell about this problem. They've actually made a page that says, we are open to guest blog posts but this is how it's got to be. Like it's got to be a completely written article. It comes on us first, uh, has to be on one of these several themes. So uh, you can have a backlink to your site, but it can't be just a backlink to your site, et cetera, et cetera. And then when you get these queries from people, you can just send them an autoresponder or a pre-written text that points them to this page. And then, then they can, the people trying to get a guest blog post, if they really are serious about it, they know the terms on which you're doing it. This I guess is something in most cases you you probably still get the four uh, reminder emails. Uh, right, right. <laughs> they don't, don't even turn bother to read. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Maybe. Yeah, I guess you shouldn't I mean, inter- it's, it's, when the, when it's clearly spam too. There's no point in interacting. Yeah, it's funny um, talking about guest posts because we don't do any guest posts at all on our websites. We have done it in the past, but what I I came to find out was that it actually takes a lot of work to to have the when they submit a guest post to to get it in the right format and to to speak the right tone of voice as our website mm. that in many cases it almost takes as long to reformat all this um, than to write a, a new article yourself and I just don't see the, that it's worth it for us uh, interesting especially as you know exactly what you want going into it. Whereas, yeah, 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 I understand the benefits. Hey, Robert, that's all we have time for today. I I could easily keep talking for another hour, sucking all this information out of your head. But uh, for the sake of our listeners, let's conclude. Um, Where can we find more about you and your company? I'm on Twitter, at Robert Brandl. I'm pretty sure you're going to link it in the show notes. And um, yeah, my websites are website tooltester.com and email tooltester.com 
you're welcome to browse uh, these websites. I will put them in the show notes and that will add to the precious backlinks that you've told us about are very important. <laughs> okay. Very <good>. Thank you. <laughs> bye, Robert. Bye-bye, Steve. Thanks. Bye, everyone. That concludes this episode of Bootstrapped. You can discuss this episode and other bootstrapping topics on our forums at discuss.bootstrapped.fm. Thank you.